Welcome to the Whole Church Podcast. Your favorite church unity podcast. Probably. If you want to hear from pastors, professors, and everything in between. Right, sure. And, you know, the occasional train talk. Right, right, yeah. Uh, have we got the podcast for you. All right, welcome to the Whole Church Podcast. I'm your host, Joshua, and here's your co-host, Iberius Wong. It's just TJ. Could be your anime name is Tiberius. My anime name is Tiberius. Yes. All right. So uh, we're here today with a special guest, uh, Reverend Kino Kennedy, who is an administrator here at um, Rockwell. Rockwell, and then your pastor at uh, what, what's the name of your church? Union Bethel. Union Bethel. Okay. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And um, it's going to be a really great episode where it's uh, talking about the AME Zion Church. So for those of you who are familiar, for those of you who aren't, we're going to ask them a lot of questions because we're not really that familiar either. So it'll be fun stuff. Um, before we get too much into it, we do want to ask everybody to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, whatever. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Feel free to run our Twitter because I'm awful at it. <laughs> we need volunteers, guys. Come on, step up. But uh, yeah, just uh, some of our, our needs, so you're, y'all are aware, we are looking to try and find a new computer, new audio editing software. Still have a lot of traveling expense. Need a studio at some point. Um, we need ads and shares. The more shares y'all do, the less ads we got to do. So help us save money. Either either help us out or send us money. Yeah, one, one of those two would be great. Um, we're also looking for someone in, in graphic design maybe could make our cover photo for Facebook and SoundCloud as well as trying to get a new updated theme song. If y'all know anyone or are willing to do it, just let us know. Um and again, shares. That's the biggest one right now. That, that helps us the most. And it's the cheapest way to help us. So that's good. Uh, of course, you if you know any way to help us get that stuff, let us know. Otherwise, uh, you can, if you just want to support financially, you can do that on Patreon. It's just patreon.com forward slash the whole church podcast. And it's like as low as like $3 a month. It's, you know, it's as low as one, actually. Is it? Yeah, you can get $1 a month. Yeah. As low as you want. Um, it's definitely going to be less than Disney Plus. Most of us are going to be doing that. I definitely will be doing that. Probably by the time this comes out, I'll be watching Disney Plus and have yeah. seen the what's the new Star Wars show? The Mandalorian. Yeah. By I'll the time this comes out, we'll have seen. I'll the currently be watching that when you're listening to this. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. There, there, yeah. That's all I'm going to do the rest of my life. So it's, it's no problem. <laughs> That's it. I could. I really hope they make more than one season. Got me too. All right. Uh, that being said, uh, you want to jump into our all right. Icebreaker? So we want to get our icebreaker question today. Which I, I don't really feel like we need. Y'all don't know yet. Reverend Kino is just one of the coolest guys I've met in a while. <laughs> Thank just, you guys. I didn't need an icebreaker. He's pretty chill. But that being said, we still have to do one because yeah, this show's just, more fun than how the show dot works. Yeah. yeah. So if you had to choose to be an Avenger, a Jedi, or what was it? A Hobbit. A Hobbit. And this what question comes from Dr. Nathan Finn. So if you haven't seen that episode, it's called um, Overchurch Under... Overreach, underreached, yeah. Yeah, Overchurch, underreach talks. Great episode. He's a great guy. I love this icebreaker question that he let us steal from him. So, so choose one: Avenger, Jedi, and Hobbit. Yeah, we we'll go first. So you have time to think about it. Oh no, I already know. Okay, okay go ahead. You don't have to even th- I'm a Jedi automatically. I'm gonna tell you why. All right. For the simple me. fact is that they have the ability to control stuff outside of themselves and within themselves. So guess what? You have the ability to control whatever you want just by the sheer thought of the will of you wanting it. If you're strong enough. You have to be strong enough if you're a Jedi. Well, are you doubting Jedi Master so, Kino? <laughs> <laughs> Some Jedi are weaker than others. 
Yes, they just have to. Did you, they have to, you, they have you to think train. Jedi Master Kido was one of them? It doesn't matter how much you train. <laughs> you're not going to be as strong as Luke Skywalker. No, that, no, 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 going to be strong as Luke. I mean, if your name's not but, Skywalker, then you know, game's over. Yes, yes, get that, that. that is very understandable. <laughs> However, man, I can't wait for the new movie. The fact is that you, oh, I am, I am so in there. Man, that so the cool. night before, I'm so in there. You know, yeah. that's how I'm yeah. serious I am. My kids are not going to go to bed because they're going to come with me the night before. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll be there like 5 p.m. waiting for that. <laughs> we actually, it comes out the weekend. We always go the weekend before Christmas to yeah. visit my family in Kentucky. Okay. My aunt was the first one to show me Star Wars. It was back uh-huh. when I was too young and not allowed to watch it. So she'd take me for a couple weeks and be like, are we going to watch this in theaters? Because uh, that was when the prequels were out when I was little. We'd watch one of them, and then she'd be like, okay, now we got to go watch cartoons, and when we go home, you tell your parents that you, you watch, watch this. <laughs> All right, will do. That's a great aunt. That is an awesome aunt. Fun time. Yes, yes, yes. But yeah, Jedi, that's... Right. Why, why would you be anything else but a Jedi? Oh, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you my answer, Moy. Okay. Oh, okay. I'd be a hobbit. Okay, please. You're already the Shire is tall. <laughs> I'm just a tall hobbit. No, the Shire just seems so much more peaceful than anything else. Like... In any mythological anything I've seen. No, wait, wait, no. Jedi's are peaceful. But the world they they fight. Live, but the world they live in. Yes, no, the world, yes, that's not, yes, that's not their fault, though. That's, that's okay, right. they strive to have balance. But I, I like, I like the, the Shire's, like, we're just gonna eat, enjoy life, you know, eat, drink, and be merry. It's like the Hobbit lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm down for it. Okay, I got you. I, I, got you. I'm, I have to agree with the Reverend Kino. I would absolutely choose Jedi. So none of us would be an Avenger? No. No. All right. I mean, like, you could be an Avenger and have any power you want. (laughs) You still have to fight things. Let's work. Yeah, Uh, yeah, as an Avenger, you have a job to do stuff. Some Jedis are strictly politicians. That's true. Well, I guess Jedi is more a religion. Hobbit's more like a lifestyle kind of deal. Avengers are Avengers job. Yeah, yeah. Avengers no one wants a job. Nobody wants a job. Wants a job. No. Uh, and Yo, Jedi just seems so cool. It is cool. It is cool. And I, I will have Mace Wandu's uh, lightsaber. Yeah. Just because it's just purple. One of the coolest things I've seen, when we uh, we went to Disney before Galaxy's Edge, but they still have like the Build Your Own lightsaber. Yes. Thing. I have one. And a kid made the Count Dooku. Oh, like, wait. TJ, you telling me you have the lightsaber? That you can build at Disney? Yeah. Oh. I have one. It's purple. Of course. It's <laughs> Count Dooku's. Uh, Ooh. You know what's funny? Ooh. I was about to talk about that and say some kid, but it, it wasn't a dude that I saw did that. I want to see pictures. It looks so cool. I want to see pictures. I want to see pictures. I don't think I have any on my phone. Shame on you. You got to like a child. Show pictures of his email and send it to him. Oh, trust me. We're going to exchange information after this. <laughs> yeah, you might have to put it on the Instagram. Uh, that'll be something for everybody. <laughs> Follow our Instagram to see TJ's lightsaber. Right. <laughs> it wasn't even... I made it like the first time I went to Disney. So I was like 15. Mm. Wow. That's still, that was like, that was that's like five years ago. I didn't see you make it. I must have seen someone else make that. Yeah. Probably. It's still cool looking. Yeah. All right. So... <laughs> With that out of the way, I guess we can <laughs> we can actually talk about uh I don't think I'd be your a church. Jedi, you say what? I don't think I'd be a Jedi though. What? Thought you said yeah. you wouldn't. You say well, I mean, I'd choose a Jedi, but like a gray Jedi. Oh, okay. Um, so not just like strictly Jedi. No. Okay. For those who don't know, what is gray Jedi? Uh, a gray Jedi is is not strictly one or the other side of the Force. It's more middle of the road. It's more about balance. And they which in that universe makes the most sense. Yeah. The Force is trying to. Well, yeah, which some people consider to be like the true Jedi cause. But. I Are you one of them? 
We'll release an episode about that. <laughs> Specifically about Jedi. I have to be on that episode. I would have to be on that episode. Yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> All right, so uh, um, so AME is Ion. So AME stands for African Methodist Episcopalian, right? Episcopal, Episcopal. Zion Church. Okay. Um, question with that, since it's Methodist, mm-hmm. do y'all follow the Wesleyan Quadrilateral? We love the Wesleyan Quadrilateral. <laughs> Great. We were talking to Father Pat a couple weeks ago. Well, you know, for us it was a couple days ago. For those listening, it's been a couple weeks. So we'll just kind of play along with them. But, uh, we were talking about the different views people have on the authority of Scripture, mm-hmm. and for some reason, we kept going back to like talking about how the Methodists view the Wesleyan quadrilateral. And I was like, you know, none of us here are Methodists. I I don't know if any of what we're saying is accurate at all. Okay, could you uh, walk our listeners through the Wesleyan quadrilateral? Okay, so the Wesleyan quadrilateral is four tenets that Wesley did not say himself, but it is through his writings that we pull from the authority of Scripture experience, uh, tradition, and gosh, dog, what's the fourth one? I think it was reasoning. Reason. Yeah. Yes. And so, and so from that, that is the basis of how we look at not only scripture, but life. Because one, first things is, you know, us as Protestants, we place a huge emphasis on scripture. Solo scripture. We place a huge emphasis on scripture. However, if you place all your authority on all your emphasis on scripture, then you negate the other things because what do you do when scripture says you're not supposed to eat pigs? Yeah. Or I'm just saying, yeah, 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 yeah. you have to have something else to help you with that. So that's why tradition, scripture, and reasoning comes into play with the Western Quadrant. All these things help to give you a fullest picture of not only life but how to do um, scripture in the in a nutshell. Which we talked a lot about that on that episode. It was actually the whole point was just where authority in scripture comes from and everything. And it's fun talking to Father Pat because being Protestant, we wildly different views on a lot of stuff. Yeah. So it's just kind of cool to talk about. But uh, um, hey, where was I? Where was I going with that? Uh, experience. Yeah, experience was the one that that we kind of got hung up on because it was a what What do y'all mean by experience? Okay. okay. Talk about that being an authority. Okay, so great. Other ones make sense to us. Yes, great, great question. So, for us as Methodists, we place a lot of emphasis on your Christian experience. So, your experience as a Christian, as a believer, and with the help of the Holy Spirit. So, we place a lot of emphasis on the Holy Spirit guiding you into understanding the fullness of what life is through Christ. So, it's not just your life experiences, it's also your life experiences with Christ. And your experiences with the Holy Spirit. Okay. So I hope that helps oh, yeah. and makes sense. Yeah, yeah that, that right. clears it up. I think that's what we thought it was. We just wanted to verify. <laughs> because we didn't know what that experience could have been. Yeah. But so. uh, the, the example I went, I went with, which was, it was just dumb, I was like, all right, let's say for some reason, the Bible, in the Bible, there was a truth that sweet tea is the best beverage. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we thought We thought about, like, if, if the Catholic Church came by that from tradition, you know, they can't conflict with Scripture. It's like their rule. Mm-hmm. So we could still, should be able to learn from that since it's not conflicting with Scripture. And then uh, we were trying to do the other side, really. We don't have a Methodist here, but let's say they experienced that sweet tea is the best beverage. Well, since they can't conflict with Scripture, I can still learn from that. And it was just uh, because, you know, we're 
Pentecostals. Mm-hmm. Sola Scriptura. I believe you guys are Prima Scriptura. Would be how you mm-hmm. scream. No, we're no, Sola. We're Sola. Now listen now. Here's here's an interesting thing that most people not tell you that Wesley helped with Pentecostalism. Wesley helped with Pentecostalism. Wesley placed a lot of emphasis on the endowment and the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. When he was doing his um, his holy, not holy work, but they, they call them holy rollers yeah. or Methodists. That's why that's what that's what they call yeah. them. Um, he was saying, in essence, you are not having a good time until you have an impartation or uh, an experience with the Holy Spirit. So for us as Methodists, and I hate to, to say this, but a lot of Methodists have forgotten this part about their own tradition, is the Holy Spirit plays a huge role in our lives. Now, we don't, we don't, we don't, it's not true. I was, I was going to say that we don't shout a lot. That's not true. We do. We do. We do. Um, we do too. We're, we're church about prophecy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but the problem is which one you go to? Catholics. Oh, well. But there are some Catholics that do shout too. Okay. There are some Catholics that do. Father Pat's shouting. <laughs> I can't either. He's, he's such a laid back guy. He's, he's cool. Yeah. I can't see him shouting though. Yeah. But, 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 but. For us as Methodists, the Holy Spirit is the guiding factor that helps us to live in perfection with Christ. There's no other way that we can. There's no other way that we can do that without the Holy Spirit. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. I think that clears up the Wesleyan quadrilateral. Let people wait a few weeks, but now we have verified what we said. (laughs) We were all welcome. So, uh, what's unique about your church, and not just your church, but the AME Zion Church, mm-hmm. when compared to, you know, just the Zion Church or other Methodist churches, or, or there's just church. AME Church. You said, mm-hmm. yes, yeah. So, so, I, before I tell you the unique, let me tell you the, just a brief history of the AME Zion Church. So, the AME Zion Church was started in 1796 by John Varick, James Varick. I'm sorry, James Varick, who was along with other. Um, black slaves were worshiping at a church in John Street Methodist Episcopal Church in New York. And they wanted to have an experience on their own in worshiping God the way they felt is unique to them. However, 1796, slavery still going on. United States was just 20 years after the founding. So it was a lot of still prejudice that was happening. And so they felt that as though we wanted to have our own church because one of the things that was happening was they prevented their own um, people to be licensed as preachers. Um, they prevented them to participate in communion. And those other, it was other prejudices that were happening. They had to sit, sit in the balcony, all those other things. And so they set out to start their own church, but keep the Methodist doctrines and the Episcopal, the Episcopacy. And so that's why it is called the African Methodist Episcopal Zion Church, only because African denotes our heritage as slaves. And, and we go all the way back to Africa. There's a book. Oh gosh. Uh, Bishop Hood. Oh. Y'all forgive me, I cannot recall the name of this book. That's fine. Um, uh, fact check you. So. No, 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 no. But, 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 but for those who are going to be listening, they're going to be mad at me because I'm spatting out stuff and I don't remember the name of the book. But anyway, he wrote, he wrote a book about the history of the African church. 
general going all the way back to Africa and how what we're doing is a continuation of that tradition. I can, God, I can't remember the name of it. Do you remember the name of the book? You can shoot it to me and we'll drop it in the links for the show. I, I'm going to get it to you. So hopefully, I'm going to have that by the end of the show. No, by the end of the show, I'm going to have it. All right. But yeah, so, so, and so what makes us also unique is that we place a, a huge emphasis on social justice. Social justice. And so our church claims Harriet Tubman, uh, Frederick Douglass, Sojourner Truth, and a lot of other names. I'm telling you, seriously, they were all part of the Amy Zion Church. Um, and so we claim a lot of that. And so you, you won't see the names in civil rights or abolitionist, abolitionism. However, the Amy Zion Church was always there. And so that's where we place a huge emphasis on our church, and that's why we're known as the Freedom Church. Wow. Yes. Crazy. All right. So, yeah. but is there? What is your worship style like? Is that uh-huh. now? Wait a minute. You talking about my worship at my church yeah, or the Amy Zion Church as a whole? Amy Zion Church in general. I want to know both. <laughs> and the Keno Kennedy. What you said about just really intrigued me. Yeah. Okay. So, so Zion as a whole. Um, believes in the freedom of worship. We do. We do believe in the freedom of worship. However, okay, so freedom of worship for us is we allow each church to worship as they see fit. Yeah. We do have an order of worship. We do have an order of worship. Everybody have an order of worship. Do you have a liturgy? We do have a liturgy. We do have a liturgy. Um, we do the Apostles' Creed. Well, they're Methodist. Yeah, we do. Methodist, Methodist has liturgy. Come on now. Yeah, and the Methodist Church came out of the Anglican Church. Come on now. Do you not know your church history? Well, to be <laughs> fair. I know he does. Hard enough, like, Church Got a Prophecy mm-hmm. came out of Methodism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we were like, we're not just Pentecostals. Technically, we're holiness Pentecostals. Mm-hmm. We just didn't like liturgy. Yeah, most people don't oh, know what that means. We just liturgy is fun. We Come on now. Literally, we disagree. <laughs> no, no, no. See, okay, so, so, so. Church got off prophecy officially says it's boring. Um, no, that's, that's not. Liturgy's not boring. No, but, but liturgy is, is a fun word that says that everybody participates in worship. That's what it really means. That's what it really means. Everybody participates in worship. And so, for us. Open up to Ephesians 4 again? I read Ephesians four it. a lot. We might read it later. Okay, that's fine. We we can deal with Ephesians four. If we need to, um, but but for us, for, okay. So so because we are our worship style can mimic. Um, have you ever heard the term high church? I have, but I don't know yes. what it's referring to. Well, it's usually it's like a. I mean, I don't. I don't it's very liturgical. Right but it's a lot of like Anglican, Lutheran, a lot pop, of pop and circumstance. Yeah. I mean, like seriously, we have we're vested, then we okay, have okay. the cross. That's why I heard. The only thing we don't have yeah. is incense. Okay, we don't do incense. Okay, but everything else, when we yeah. come together, I know. So when we come together, that's what we do. Like seriously, when when the whole denomination comes together, we do do those things. Yes, which yes. is kind of how Methodist got its name, right? Methods. So well, there's always a method to everything. Yeah. <laughs> well, from what I remember, wasn't it like the Wesleyan brothers got like sort of teased in college about being very methodological about very much so do? because because for them they placed the emphasis on coming together, talking about scripture, seeing how everybody's doing, and then encouraging one another all the time. So yes, they always got teased at Oxford. I think it's Oxford University. Um, 
and that's why they t- call them Methodists as a as a term of you know. It's fascinating how many churches and you know Christianity as a whole just started from like that kind of stuff. Yeah, they're even talking yes, well, yesterday or a couple weeks ago for those listening about the uh, the Lutheran church kind of being the same same deal and Christian in general. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So so for us though, for my church, we do have. I, I like to call a good time in the Lord, which I means that it. sometimes we shout, sometimes we don't preach, sometimes we just pray and go home. Are you that sure you're not Pentecostal? <laughs> I'm telling you, we allow the Holy Spirit to do His thing. I appreciate I appreciate churches who have the little notation at the bottom of the program that this service may, is due to change because of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> yeah. I like those. Ours yeah. does that. I've, yeah. been, I've been seeing that. I don't think yours does that. Oh, I, I, I want to see it. I want to see it bad. That sounds great. But no, but but, but for us, um, we do we do have a pomp and circumstance style of worship. That's only when we come together as a denomination. That's the only. That's most of the time. Or Mother Church. So there's Mother Zion in Harlem, New York. That is the flagship church. And so we're talking like cool. it's it's awesome. Have you ever been? I have not. Have not. I'm going to go though. All right. I'm going so to go. Guys, y'all want to do a road trip after this, or I have, no, I have to go to work. Us too. We'll all come out sick. No, <laughs> I still have to go to work. But no, uh, it's in Harlem. It's in Harlem, New York. New York, and um, we talking pipe organs and this. It's a gothic church. I mean, it's a beautiful yeah, church. I love gothic architecture. Follow them on Instagram, Mother Zion. Mother Zion. I'm about to do it right now. Yes, Mother Zion. Um, on Instagram, they are on Instagram, and the pastor Malcolm Bird, who I don't know, but I've watched from afar as a young guy who is doing some awesome things there, and so we're excited. But yeah, so so again, when we come together, there's a lot of pomp and circumstances. I'm not circumstances, Lord, forgive me. Pomp and circumstance, and how we worship, um, because we process and we vested and we have the cross and sometimes the Bible. So yes. Sometimes, sometimes it depends. It depends on which. Nice. It's, it depends on which which venue are we in. If we're doing yeah. general conference and open up the service, then yes, we're gonna have everybody. Everybody's gonna have all that stuff. Yeah. You know, so it depends. It all depends. I'm looking for. Well, while you look for it, I'll go ahead and read Ephesians four again. Okay, it's, it's like our theme chapter, I guess. But uh, so again, I go to verse uh, twenty five in chapter four it says. Speak truth, each one of you with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. And then in chapter 5, in verse 19, it says, Speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melodies with your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks for all things in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to God, even the Father, and be subject to one another in the fear of Christ. And that's Ephesians, is, again, as Paul defining what church is. And it's singing with one another, doing stuff together, what you said liturgy is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sounds great. Yeah, 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 yeah. So liturgy is just church. It is just church. And it's just church where the people does stuff. Look, look. Allow me to get my soapbox real quick. Oh, I love it. So I have a problem with non-denominational churches or these mega churches because people are not involved in churches. All they do is sit and participate. They just sit and watch. Mm. Like, seriously, all you're doing is you're watching the praise, praise team. You're watching the stuff on the screen. You're watching the preacher. You're not doing anything, and that's not that's not liturgy. No, you have to engage in some aspect of the church. That's why for us as Methodists, hymns are huge. Mm. Hymns are huge because that's that's a part of our worship. 
Oh, yeah. It's, and then, you know, Charles Wesley wrote a whole bunch of them. Anyway. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's cheap. But the, uh, yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, <laughs> well, to credit, some, not, uh, I don't like most megachurches, but some, some of them do like the home groups. I think that's really good. Yes, you get that, plugged in and you're actually. But you know, you know that came from the Methodist Church, you right. Home groups? Yes. Yeah. Small, small groups, they're called small groups. And so because Wesley could not um, reach everybody, he made it so that they, they're called the class system. And so what what happens is the church is broken up into small groups, yeah. and then you have a person that's over that group, and then they will just make sure that everybody's doing all well. Your house is sold. Doing? Do you have anything that you need? Temple affairs and those things. Yeah, I'm telling you, small groups came from the Methodist Church. Which, uh, yeah, it's funny because I just mentioned this guy's writing a couple weeks ago, but uh, Frank Viola writes a lot about small groups and. He mentions Wesleyan, and then also what they did in the Book of Acts. If you really look at it, a lot of it's that kind of atmosphere. Yeah. Which is just interesting. It's really cool. Wesley, <clears throat> Wesley was one of the most practical theologians. Just <clears throat> look, so, so I have to have full disclosure. I wasn't raised Amy Zion. I was raised Baptist. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Why you gotta say that? That's a joke. I, I love my Baptist church. Listen, we love the Baptists. Yeah, we, yeah. We talk about... Uh, some of my old professors at uh, Charleston Southern all the time, they're, they're all Baptists. Yeah, and no. They're super Methodists. They're very Baptists. <laughs> it's just uh, fun to pick on them. But, but what, what, what fascinated me about the Methodist Church was how they always had a reason for what they did, and they explained what they did, and that's why I love having the discipline. That's, that's our book. You know, we have the Bible, but we also have the discipline, which I have in front of me. This is not the current one, but we have. Anyway, but in the discipline, it gives you the Articles of Religion, which the Anglican Church has 39. We took 25 of those from the Anglican Church. Could you recite them now? No, I cannot. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot. Um, but but the, first, the first four or five deal with the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Yeah. And then it talks about scripture and what we believe is canon and all those other things, you know. But but I was like, wow, somebody actually wrote this down and talked about what exactly you believe and why you say that. Because they have scripture references as well. Yeah. Explains really well. It's very practical stuff. I just, I do really admire the Methodist Church. Just like how, how they do things and their origins. It's crazy. Also, I talk about the Anglicans a lot, which is just interesting. Next week, we're actually... Interviewing um, his father, Michael of St. Michael's Anglican Church. Okay. Yeah. Wait, right there in Charlotte, too. That was for the eggs. There's an Anglican Church in Charlotte? Yeah. Now you're going to go to the Episcopalian? Charlotte's got one of everything. At least one of everything. Oh, yes. Yeah, at least Michael that's, that's our goal, is to go to every denomination in Charlotte that I can find and uh, just to ask about how we can be more united in Charlotte. We yeah. actually started um, recently, we're calling it like Mission Unite Charlotte, okay. and asking people, you know, if you have any examples out in communities where you see different churches working together, people from different denominations, just get a picture, hashtag it, whole church Charlotte. Oh. And we, uh, we're wanting to eventually do like a picnic or a conference or something and get leaders together and yeah. figure out what, what can we do for the community to show that we're more united and be known by our love for one another, like the Bible says. Yes. Okay. All right. That's kind of our goal right now. That's awesome. It's That's fun going awesome. around Charlotte, too, because it's like, man, we're seeing so many different, <laughs> so many different <laughs> kind of stuff in like Mecklenburg County. You, you, know some, you want to know something that's also interesting? Uh, across the street is our denominational headquarters. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, so I should be just uh, across the street and talk to them for a while? No, they won't let you in. 
I'm joking. I'm joking. No, you can ring the doorbell. They'll let you. They'll let you. Okay, so anybody here with me? Oh, man. That's funny. So you're a pastor yes. and an administrator. Yes. How does at that separate work? churches. Yes. Yeah. At separate. That's important. <laughs> yes. Yes. How does that, how does that work? Is that your job's conflict at all? Is it just you working all the time? I'm working all the time. Working all the time. The jobs don't conflict because um, um, most of the time, the stuff I do here at my job, um, it pertains to just making sure that the things flow at church. And then, and I and I appreciate being here as an administrator because it allows me the freedom um, to do the things for my church if I need to. Um, but there's no, there's no conflict. I mean, what I do for one church, I, in essence, do for my own church. Truly. I mean, um, um, it's actually a blessing to be able to do both because, um, because I've been at Rockwell for five years as a member and in ministry, I was able to see my pastor intimately as he worked with, worked with Rockwell's people. And so the very thing that he does here, I'm doing a Union Bethel. I had, I, funny enough, I had a member who attends here at Rockwell come to um, Union Bethel, and she said it's just like Rockwell. I'm, and and that's and that's not, I'm not trying to make Union Bethel into Rockwell. What I am yeah. trying to do is just take the essence and the aura of this church and take it up there. That's all I'm trying to do. So is it sort of like a Paul Timothy situation with the pastor here and you, and you're just kind of able to learn and. Oh yeah! Oh my God! Yes, <laughs> I try to imitate all that he does um, because my pastor—he's still my pastor. That's another thing about Methodists. Every pastor has a pastor. Okay, even the bishops have pastors. Okay, praise God. Yes, <laughs> but but my pastor, my pastor is an awesome guy. He really takes the time to. Um, sit with folks, talk with folks, and and because I am a minister, and I see what he does on that somebody else will not do. I know his schedule. I know how busy he is. I know all the stuff that he does, and I uh, and I have an appreciation for what he does. And but I'm also busy too now. That's that's the downside. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh Lord, I'm so busy. But it's a, I, but it's fun though. I, I have an appreciation as for what I do. Fun. It is fun. No, it's never, it's never like work. Chipotle, that never feels like work. That's oh, why. wonderful. No, it, it does sometimes. Not to me. No. <laughs> <laughs> not for me. I'm not a manager. Yeah, it doesn't feel like work until you become a manager. Then it feels a lot like work. Oh, then, yeah, it always yeah. works. Yeah. So, uh, is there, a, is there a lot of that just in the denomination as a whole, just kind of working together in those kind of ways? Yes. Yes. Um, one of the things about the Methodist Church is we're connectional. So that means that our churches are always in commune with each other and always doing stuff. And um, I'll give you a great example. <sighs> um, whenever, whenever there's a revival or something, you can you can count on at least a few of the other churches to come out to support. Um, if you have a program that that I we come together. That I, I I out of everything, the Methodist Church we come together. So we should see a lot of Methodists with their hashtag whole church Charlotte. No, because they don't know. They don't know about it just yet. But we will. Yes, yes, yes. They all know you. They're gonna listen. Uh. <laughs> You're clearly the most famous. That is that is something that I noticed when uh, I was on a United Methodist Church's basketball team, and when we would go, they would they all knew each other. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, and we can and the whole church like that. That'd be fantastic. Yeah, no, but that's that. But that's that's the thing is that that you might you might complain about all the meetings that we have because we do meet a lot. We do meet God. We meet a lot. That sounds fun. Mm-hmm. No, no. Okay, so I got to tell you this funny story. <laughs> so because I wasn't raised in in Zion, I had no idea all what this is about. So my first annual conference, I approached a bishop and asked him. I said, Bishop. Why do y'all meet to have meetings, to have other meetings? And then when you're in the meeting, you're going to talk about other meetings that you're going to have. He laughed. <laughs> he laughed. I'm like, come on, you meet a lot. And he did. about meetings. I like it. They do. <laughs> we, no, not they do. We do. Now, I have to say we do. We do. <laughs> I do it too now. <laughs> but to everyone listening, they, they, it's like a virus. You just caught it. You're now going to be doing meetings about meetings. Yes, yes. Yeah. You always Sorry, we got you. You always going to do a meeting about a meeting. But what he said to me, and I'll never forget. He said, brother, those who attend meetings make policy. I said, okay. I understand. So, yes, that we might meet a lot. But a lot of things happen in those meetings. And a lot of people get mad. Because they don't go to the meetings and wondering why these things happen because you're not coming to the meeting. You have to come to the meeting. And one of the things about the AME Zion Church or Methodist churches in general is that when we come together, we're meeting about something, but we also have a fellowship with each other. Like we have people all over the world. And the AME Zion Church is a worldwide church. We have churches all over. Yeah. So these meetings, are they mostly just for pastors or could pretty much anyone just go anyone, to the meeting? Anyone can attend the meeting and it starts on the, on the local church. So every every church mimics the denomination. So every three months, we come together for what's called a quarterly conference, which is a, just a local church meeting. And in that meeting, we discuss the bills, finances, how people are doing, and those things. And if you got a problem, you bring it up at that meeting. That's funny. Yeah. We, we only do that once a year. Oh, no, no, we we do ours three months, and, it, and it's in our book too. So you have to do it. Yeah, and then and then and then. If it's in the book, you gotta, gotta make it happen. But then, um, on the, on the, uh, connectional level, the annual conference, which we meet once a year, yeah. we meet, we meet three times as well on the annual conference. And then on the general conference, which is our big, big shebang of our denomination, we meet once every four years. And wow. they, 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 they set the rules and regulations and the budget for us. Yeah. Yeah. We do like, State meetings. That's the same thing. International yeah. meetings. Same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah same yeah. thing. We have, we have state meeting every year and then international meeting every other year. Right? Something like that. I'm telling you, y'all, y'all came out of the Methodist Church. Y'all still going to meet. It's really easy for us to meet. <laughs> <laughs> like, not just everyone show up to Myrtle yeah, Beach. We're all rent for the Half of our churches are like 10 people. They should all be at the meeting. I'll rent one van and come together. Yeah. I'd have the meeting in the van. That'd be good, too. On the way to Burger King or something. They, yeah. No, I was going to say Chipotle. Mm. No, that's kind of expensive. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you, and everyone listening, a secret. I just I like Moe's so much better. So Moe's is better. It is. I don't agree. Me and my fiance, one of our, our like our first real date. Wait, wait, hold on. Our first date was. Hold on, we are getting married. Um, like ninety-two days. It's February second. It's really close. Send me an invitation. I'll be there. Oh man, where's it gonna be at? Let me ask that question. It's gonna be in Rock Hill. Oh no, I ain't going. It's it's just it's in rocket. It's in rocket. If you invite if you invite we'll me, we'll invite you to the after party. Oh, at the yeah, party, it's yeah, the after party. Yeah, we'll, we'll do an after party. Yeah, <laughs> we uh, but I mean, what was I? was like, oh, uh, your first date was. So yeah, our, our first date technically was like a Batman, but neither of us knew it was a date. So okay. our first real date, we went to uh, Beauty and the Beast, 
and ate at Moe's. That's when I uh, learned her actual eating habits. Ooh. That's when it got real. He does get real when you Once habits. you see each other eat a burrito, that's when it gets real. Life get real. Just yeah. terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> I just think Chipotle is better. Oh. Chipotle is organic. It's Chipotle. Chipotle. Chipotle is better for you. It is. But uh, nothing surpasses the glory of Moe's queso. Nothing on this earth. I, look, I think <laughs> if, if you're going to eat anything other than nachos, you should go to Chipotle. But if you want nachos, you should go to Moe's. I don't know. If really you want good. nachos, I, I kind of think you should go to Cadobas. I still have never been. But anything either. else, I think you should go to Moe's. I haven't either. Far beside it. We should go to Cadobas. Let's go to Cadobas. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> we can do it. All right, there we go. And the, that's that's the whole church needed right there. We're all going <laughs> to go to the church and go to Cadobas. <laughs> So, uh, AME Zion stands for African Methodist Episcopal. Episcopal Zion Church. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Methodist and Episcopal, those are... How did you want to say this? What? That's your question. No, it's not. How is it Methodist and Episcopal? Is that, is that okay, all so, part of the same thing? So, so when I teach my... That's uh, about the E is what we're really asking. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so this, is, this is the best way, and I'm going to just break it down. Um, when I teach... New members class. I always tell them because it comes up the question: What does AME Zion stand for? Right. Yeah. So I say yes. So I say A is our African is our heritage, Methodist is our doctrine, Episcopal is our governance, and Zion is our goal. So we're governed by bishops. We're governed by bishops. They oversee the easy answer. Yeah, yeah. It makes a lot of sense. Now that might not be the the the. The long version of the answer, but that's just the way that they can remember. It's like we have our food safety seven at Chipotle. Uh-huh. When I explain to people, it's literally how you walk through the store because it's like first is work healthy. And if you go to Chipotle, if you ever go behind the counter, if you watch long enough, you can see it. If you're just like in the dining room, no one's allowed behind the counter unless a manager comes up and asks them in person, are you healthy and well? Do you have any symptoms of nausea, diarrhea, vomiting, or a fever? You have to ask them all They're like yeah. militant about it. You have to ask them all the time. Different. Now, now we're very, is very different. Well, it's because we're organic, so we have a lot of risks. Um, so in order to counter that, we're like, here's all these extra procedures we can show the law so that we can't get in trouble. <laughs> yeah, gotcha. That's basically what it is. Gotcha. But, uh, yeah, how you walk through the store is how the Safety 7 set up. So people who work long enough should be able to just figure it out. Mm-hmm. But you don't really need to memorize it. Yeah. So our bishops, our bishops oversee the whole denomination. And so each, we have 12 bishops because we have 12 Episcopal areas. That's how the, the whole worldwide church is divided up. And so each bishop governs their area as they see fit according to the, the discipline. And so um, we have 10, no, nine um, stateside and then Two that are in Africa that that stay in Africa, and then one that this it's a, it's an African. He's he's in Africa, but he doesn't stay there. This is but anyway, let's just just know that the church is broken up and is governed by bishops. So that's that's what it that's what's mainly. So about. bishop is the highest. There's no archbishop. No, we don't have any archbishops. But but so we do have. But what we do have is what's known as the senior bishop, who is the longest serving in the episcopacy. Um, and normally the senior bishop gets this area, which is known as the Piedmont Episcopal yeah. District, which is where we are now. All right. Wow. Yeah. So we're in the important area. Very. I told you the denomination the headquarters is across the street. Sweet. We're doing great. Wow. <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> now, I've always right. seen Zion churches like around where I live. There are a few of them. I'm like, 
Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. No, so so now you know. Well, anything else? One, like it was weird. My my church asked to use the basement of a Zion church mm-hmm. for filming one of our Christmas plays. Mm-hmm. That's all the exposure I've ever had. Um, oh, you gotta come to service. You gotta come to Sunday service. Yeah. So let's, uh, is there anything else we should know about the AME Zion Church before we're gonna do a speed round? He's just gonna ask you a bunch of just questions. Um, is there anything else you need to know about Zion? We are an open church, um, even though we have African in our name. Uh, we are very open. Um, again, we're the Freedom Church, so we place a lot of emphasis on social justice, and we have a lot of female pastors and ministers. Oh, wow. We That's have a female. Awesome. We have a female bishop. Good. You know, so we, you know, we're very liberal in certain aspects. I should say that yeah, yeah. in certain aspects, you know, other stuff. Nah, we're not going. We're not going to change on. But but in terms of our church is very open. We're very loving folks. Uh, we love God. We love our church, and you should come and see us. Yeah, Wait. yeah. You know, you say uh, you're the Freedom Church. My favorite Bible verse is actually Galatians five one. Mm-hmm. It's for freedom. He set us free. Mm-hmm. So I was like, man. I think I get along with these guys really well. I'm tell- all you gotta do is just, just come come one Sunday morning. You like you know what? I like this place. Yeah. Between that and the Chewbacca on your desk, I absolutely know we get along <laughs> well. <laughs> yes, I'm. I, I love I love Star Wars and anime. I do. Dude, so good times. Yes. I wish Disney never like decanonized the old books. No, so good. Yeah. All right. Anyway, so now we do. Now we've got our speed round, which we have some rules. Okay. Uh, the most important one is for us. <laughs> we're not we're bad at our own game. We're not allowed to ask follow-up questions. You can ask follow-up until questions. Until after the speed round. Yeah. During the speed, speed round. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, so we'll ask you these questions, and you have to answer them in one sentence. Okay. And if you don't think you can, say pass. It's going to be a short speed round. Okay. And some of these I think you already answered, so oh. it might be super short. Okay. But we'll ask them anyway. Okay. Yeah. Just, just so you can be like. Yes. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. So, uh, the African Methodist Episcopal Zion Church. Speed rail. Speed Starts rail. now. <laughs> is it the AME Zion Church? Is it African only? No, it's not. No, of course not. No, That's one sentence. That would be crazy. <laughs> How do you view the gift of tongues? We view tongues as a, a gift from the Holy Spirit. Okay. No, you, you, you can do more. <laughs> you can keep going. No, semicolon there. No, we view tongues as a gift of the Holy Spirit, and and there are there are folks who who do speak tongues in the congregation okay. or in the pulpit. So that's that's something that we um, have no problem with, um, but we do have a problem with it. But but this is speaking around. All right, we'll talk about it. Uh, and on. the other gifts of the Spirit are the same way. Yes. Yes. Uh, can other churches participate in your sacraments? Yes, we our sacraments are very open. All right. Yes, we're not we're not like Catholics. We so have to you have to be a Catholic. Catholics, yeah. <laughs> uh, do you believe in continual salvation and sanctification? We do. All right. Uh, is the Amy's on Church Calvinist or Armenian? Armenian all day. All right. <laughs> Armenian all day, and and God forbid for those who don't know. I'm serious, but there's some folks who don't know. We're Armenian. Okay, I'm sorry. All right. Um, <laughs> how do you feel about the seven sacraments of the Catholic Church? Oh, okay. Which so, ones do you observe? Well, like like most Christian churches, we observe the two that Christ told us to, which is baptism and communion. 
Uh, but the other one's about penance and anointing of the sick and the holy orders and all that. We don't consider them to be sacraments. We just consider them to be some things that we do. Um, you know, because it's, right. it's not a sacrament. It's an outward sign of inward grace. That's what Augustine said. All right. Yeah. That's exactly what Philippians Perfect speed rate. Don't tell him that. He'll say you're Lutheran. <laughs> no, we're not Lutheran. Yeah, he, uh, he warned <laughs> us that most people are actually Lutheran. We just don't know it. No, no, <laughs> most, most people are Armenian and don't know it. That's true. No, I mean, because because Armenian believes in the free will, and everybody places emphasis on. Even Calvinists don't even, um, believe in free, um, Calvinism no more. Like seriously, they're they are getting away from that. I believe I can do you know, uh, I'm glad the speed route's over because that we can just oh. kind of go on this. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I, was, I, was, uh, I talked about it. I think it was a couple episodes ago now, but it is um. When I went to Charleston Southern, he did like a, our professor did like a quiz to see if you're Calvinist or Arminian. And I had like two points of each, and he's like, I don't know what you are. And I'm like, yeah, that's <laughs> perfect. That's the goal. I can unite the church because no one knows what I am. They can't be offended but, by me. Yeah, it's like you're But you do know that both of them are right, right? You do know both of them are right. Because yeah, they both use scripture to justify what it was. And so, truthfully, you can be either one. We just don't know which one is right. We'll know when we get to heaven. How about that? Yeah. I think, I think a lot of it is like it's not even what we actually believe. It's just like people get caught up in words. I think that's what it is. Like, ah, I don't like the way you said that. You must be wrong. Please stop. Yeah, it happens Please a lot. Just, just stop. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but uh, so you wanted to go further into tongues. You want to go ahead and uh, now the speed rounds over. You do have a problem with it, but you no, don't. no. Okay, you so don't, but you do. Okay, so I, I'm willing to bet it's the same problem that most our denomination has. Really. My my issue is my issue is is. The the gift of tongues has been used to say somebody has the Holy Spirit when that's never the case. We already have the Spirit of God in us. We already have the Holy Spirit in us. And so Paul wrote, and I can't remember where, but he said that if you're gonna if you're gonna speak in tongues, an interpreter has interpretation has to be there. First Corinthians. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I'm there. It has to be there. Because if somebody comes in and don't know what it is that you're talking about, he's going to think something wrong with y'all. Right. Think it's crazy. He go, you're going to turn him off. Mm-hmm. So so my issue with tongues is those who are in the pulpit speaking in tongues without interpretation. That's my issue. Because I believe that if you're going to speak in tongues from the pulpit, I'm emphasizing from the pulpit. Now, now pews is different. you got to have an interpreter. Otherwise, I just think you're doing it for sure. That's just my opinion, bro. That's probably it. I do, yeah. Which is a problem. It's, it I is a problem. Know. But people, and, and, and I've been trying to tell folks that because you see somebody speaking in tongues does not mean that they just have the Holy Spirit. They're just exercising a gift. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to just read a, a bunch of scripture to go along with all of that because uh, I think it's important that we back what we say with scripture. Please. Which, uh, sounds like you agree with me. So so first, first Corinthians 12, 12. Mm-hmm. Through thirteen is uh, for even as one as the body is one and yet has many members and all the members of the body, though they are many, are one body. So also is Christ. For by one Spirit we are all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, and we are all made to drink of one Spirit. So before saying anything, Paul makes it clear that we are in the Spirit when you're saved. That's, that's what you were saying. Right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But then, see, folks believe one. I don't know where they get the notion that. Until you are speaking in tongues or shouting, you don't have the Holy Ghost. That's not true. Yeah. Which, 
I'm going to go ahead and back that up, too. <laughs> also in chapter 12. And uh, let's see. I'll start at verse 29 here and go to the end of chapter 12. It says, All are not apostles, are they? All are not prophets, are they? All are not teachers, are they? All are not workers of miracles, are they? All do not have the gifts of healing, do they? All do not speak in tongues, do they? All do not interpret, do they? But earnestly desire the greater gifts. And then he goes on and talks about how love is the greatest mm-hmm. gift. But mm-hmm. all does clearly say... Not everyone speaks in tongues, no. so that should not be what you use to identify the works of the Spirit. No, but that's what that's what we do. Yeah, we have but, uh, we have to be better. Uh, so can you then, imagine uh, if we could all manifest all of the gifts of the Spirit? We'd just be a superhuman society. Then. And while we're talking about tongues, yeah. Paul does tell us the point of it, too. Then tongues are for a sign, not to those who believe, but to unbelievers. Mm-hmm. I'd like to go ahead and say right before this, in verse 20, it says people who just think tongues are more important or prophecy are children. Right. I want to let you know, Paul makes fun of these people. He does. But, uh, Paul's a fun guy. Yeah, he, he's I love fun. Paul. Uh, but, uh, when you go down, though, he talks about how, um, let's see, where is it? And therefore, if the whole church assembles together and all speak in tongues and ungifted men or unbelievers enter, will they not say you are mad? Mm-hmm. Like, hey, don't do that. You look like crazy people. And then uh, verse 27, what you were talking about. If anyone speaks, and this is chapter 14 now, if anyone speaks in a tongue, it should be by two, or at most three, and each in turn, and one must interpret. It's right there in the Bible. If y'all want to go to 1 Corinthians 12 through 14. If you would, if you would allow me, I'm going to read from, because this reminds me of article 20, no, this is 15, um, in our discipline. This is article 15. This is about of speaking in the congregation in such a tongue as the people understand. It, it is a thing plainly repugnant to the word of God and the custom of the primitive church to have public prayer in the church or to minister the sacraments in a tongue not understood by the people. It's come straight from my discipline. There it is. There you the go. Bible, the Methodist discipline. Probably other people have said it. Oh, most likely, or probably not the only two places. <laughs> That's tough. So now that now that we've uh, covered the speed round thoroughly, yeah, uh, we do have uh, just one last question: Is do you see a practical way for average Sue to help start our journey towards unity in Charlotte, specifically, specifically in Charlotte, or just in general? Someone listening, what's something practical they can do to kind of make that step forward to uniting with other believers? Go to a church you've never been to before. Experience experience another denomination that you know have nothing about. I myself um, have attended a Catholic uh, a Catholic mass. I have been to a, a Holiness church, um, and and my desire is to go to a um, Jewish synagogue. I've been to I've been to a mosque. So so my thing is go to something. Go to where you feel uncomfortable, just to know and to understand. Because the more the more you expose yourself to it, the better understanding you have that hey, guess what? We're still one mm-hmm. in all of this. There's no differences. The denominational differences is almost like the dollars. It's just different dollars. Same money, <laughs> same money, just different denominations. So, yeah, I, I'll add on to that. I think um, if you go to a church with a liturgy, I think it'd be very beneficial to go to a church without one. Yes, if you go to one without one. It's a 
great experience to go to a church with one and just kind of see the difference and just be able to experience that was it. Yeah, yeah, when I played basketball for that you know Methodist church, we went to one of their services, and I was like, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> what in the world? It's, it's eye-opening. I'll let you know, we all still believe in the Scripture. We might be very different. Right. But we go back to the Scripture. And you know? it's, um, it's important to go and not just go and then leave. Without talk to people, yeah. talk to people, talk to people. Get to know somebody. Yeah, make a friend. Make a See, friend. Talk to the pastor. Yeah. It's always a great person to be friends with. Yes. Oh yeah. 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 Especially if it happens to be uh, Reverend Kino. He seems. He seems yeah. cool. Please <laughs> come, 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 check me out. I'll, I'll, I'm going to Bethel I'll, Union in Cornelius. No, Union Bethel. Union Bethel in Cornelius. In Cornelius. Yes. There we go. Um, I do have to ask though, since you mentioned visiting a synagogue as well as a mosque, do you believe we're also in unity with? The Jewish people and the Muslims, or is it just something we need to be at peace with them? Okay, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say it like this: We all share Abraham. Yes. We all share Abraham, and so we are all in a family together because we share Abraham. Yes. So so we are still a part of God's family. Now, being a part of the family is one thing, but we talk salvation is a whole different story. Only through Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's a wholly different story. I just want to clarify. No, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. But 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 just because someone views the world different from me does not diminish their views or diminish my views. Yeah. Just know that I am a strong proponent that the only way that someone can be saved is through Christ. You know that's 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 it. But no, I, we look. We can. I sit and talk with anybody. I've read the Quran. I know how to greet Muslims when I see them. I say shalom to the uh, the rabbi. So yeah, yeah. I got a whole shelf of other religions, holy texts. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, so I say I say it like that, not to demean their holy text, no. but because um, some some religions don't really have a holy text. You just have the closest thing to it. Like that. Taoism has a text, but they wouldn't say the Tao Te Ching is our Bible. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they don't really have a Bible. Mm-hmm. It's, it's different stuff. No, we, but, uh, we recently got a book of Mormon. That's, uh, oh, did yeah, I haven't read through it yet. We, have, we had an entire uh, family. Okay. Mormons yeah. is if, a any weird. Of the they're weird. Listening, I'm you should, sorry. You should, you should check out our episode. We had a Mormon family. Yeah. It, was, it was so interesting. Okay. What was weird? We found out some, some interesting. Well, we're going to have um soon, this is one of our future guests. We do this announcement anyway. We're going to have a our friend Lance Skipper, mm-hmm. who is a Pentecostal preacher now, he grew up with the Mormon family. How did he? So he yeah. left the Mormon church, and he has he has some stuff to say that I, I would love to. I can't wait for this podcast. I would love to tag that on to yeah, the Mormon we, talk. Yeah, we're we keep trying we, to be like, hey, uh, Lance, are you, are you free today? Yeah, we just, <laughs> what about just today? Strap him down. <laughs> he's, he's, well, he's our, the youth director for South Carolina. He's okay. pretty busy. Oh, gotcha. but uh, we're gonna get him. Oh yeah, I can't I can't wait for this. One. Big boy, Lance. Need it. <laughs> <laughs> Responsibility. So. uh if people start doing that, if everyone went to a different denomination just, just to visit, just go. What do you think the ramifications of that would be? Like, what what would change for them personally as well as you know? They, they society? They, then they would see that they worship the same God that we do. We even though we might not participate in communion as often as the Catholics, but we still have communion. Mm-hmm. We still have baptism. How do y'all believe in this? Do you believe it? Uh, this is the literal. Oh come on now, we're not cat. We are not Catholic. <laughs> I don't okay, Catholics. Are there, I think are there denominations that believe in. Yeah, I heard those other denominations. Who? Which ones? 
don't know. Not no I'm Protestant either. one. Not a Protestant. Yeah. They they well, might Lutherans believe like in between. Yeah, I know. They, they, it's, it's, it's called something. So you so you believe it's a some like symbolic. It, it, okay. it represents yeah. the oh. body. It doesn't become. Well, I'm, I'm just I'm gonna tell my child. Yeah, I'm drinking blood. This episode's gonna be so. My long. kid will look at me crazy. Like why are we drinking blood? I mean, okay. we're drinking blood. Happy Halloween! Son. No, <laughs> I love Jesus. Halloween communion. Yeah, all right, guys. <laughs> next episode, we're gonna do a Halloween next year. I guess yeah, we'll do Halloween next communion. year. Halloween communion. Everybody come dressed as a vampire. It'll be great. <laughs> but that's, I, I will say that, that's that's probably demeaning to our Catholic friends. We we don't mean it like that. No, no. Look, I love it. It's a legitimate belief. Yes. No. It's it's it's, it's, it's listen. This 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 is what boils. It down to if you are a Christian church, you're doing two things: you're doing communion, you have baptism. That's it. That that signifies the church in of itself. And so, if we break that down, then if most, not all denominations do those things, whether you're Catholic, mm-hmm. Greek Orthodox, Protestants, it is, they do have communion and they do baptism. Yeah. Which I will say, in defense of the Catholic belief, uh, even though they believe differently that it's the literal, you know, body and blood of Christ. They still do it for the same reason. They do. Yeah, you know, they're not doing it because, man, I, I'd really like to have some flesh right now. They're, no, they're doing it because they want the presence of Christ and they want to acknowledge what Christ did for them. And it's that's the heart of Christianity. It, and it's and and honestly, if you if to your listeners, if you've never attended a Catholic mass, please do because their liturgy is like. It is. You happen to be close enough to St. Matthew's Church? Go there. St. Matthew's Church, literally, you don't have to look it up. Just show up one day. You'll probably be within an hour of a service. Yeah, they do they all the time. They have they 11. Do? Yeah, they oh. do one every day. Yeah, well, several, several, several every, every Catholic church does mass every day. They do it several times every day. They have 11 on Sunday. They have 11? Right. I cannot be the pastor of that church. <laughs> they have 10,000 families. 10,000? Families, yeah. not people. I know. 10,000 families. Yeah. Is that not the craziest thing you've ever heard? It's insane. <laughs> Which, uh, where does church at? See, it's Matthews? Uh, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's uh, in Charlotte. It's not Matthews. It's like oh, over, yeah, it's over actually near where Chipotle is. Oh. <laughs> but we, uh, man, it's just a hot skip and a jump. I, uh, I follow them on Facebook, mm. so I've never been to his services, but I see the clips of things that he says, and I'm like, man, I just like hearing him talk every now and then. It's oh, cool. Man, He's listen, great. I imagine the service is cool. Now, now listen, especially that many people. Priests, priests are very cool. I, I went to um, Belmont Abbey to finish my mm-hmm. degree. So I've talked to a couple of the monks, the Benedictine monks. Them, them guys are cool. Those guys are real cool. They really down to earth. They know their stuff, though. Oh yeah, we're mm. gonna have a nun on in December oh, who right. likes to body surf. She's she's just fantastic. She's really <laughs> body surf. Body I surf can't wait. Nun. I can't wait. Oh yeah, this, this is gonna be good. Oh yeah. So <laughs> that's that's all the questions we actually have. Okay. For the Amy Zion Church, uh, uh, we just do a couple last segments. Unless once, there's anything else you want to say. I have about. nothing else. No. Yeah. One segment's just for our Patreon listeners, so we'll do that after the outro. And if y'all want to hear that, support us on Patreon. Patreon. Follow us on Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash the whole church podcast. So the first one we do is our God moment of the week, which for us, it's usually not a week because sometimes we record like this. Like sometimes it's been like a days. month and I'm like, man, I got so many. Which one do I pick? <laughs> and sometimes it's like, oh, well, what happened in the last four hours? <laughs> <laughs> so it's uh, it's just a moment recently in your life where you saw God in that moment. Mm. And just we, we talk about that. Right. That's what this is. So what's your God moment of the week, Josh? Are you not going to start me? I mean, this, it's so, so challenging. You know? 
Mine is from our last podcast. All right. Yeah, we uh, when we went to the Lutheran church, they had a gift shop, which I've never seen a church with a gift shop. That was just crazy to me. Yeah, I've oh, yeah, been to a mega church, yeah. No. Mega <laughs> churches have gift shops. Well, I might have to go. But uh, this, one wasn't a, this one wasn't for, like, this one wasn't about the church. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. It was like, it was little gifts for ah, people, but yeah. not about the church. Cool. And uh, one of the ornaments, and I'm going to be kind of telling on myself, but that's okay. But one of the ornaments... She won't well, yeah, yeah, this will be after I get it for her anyway. And she won't I'm going to buy this ornament for my fiance. That's okay. why I'm like, kind of, oh man, can I say this? But it, this is weeks ahead now, so I, I got that. But uh, it had, um, I don't need an angel on top of my tree. I have an angel watching over me. Mm. And um, she, she cares a lot about, it was her grandmother passed at the beginning of this year. And I was like, man, it's going to mean so much to her. Mm. I was so excited. But I also, at first, the first thought when I saw it was, I just kind of like, Mentally rolled my eyes like, "Oh, people don't become angels. This is stupid." <laughs> and then I was like, "Man, this is like you know, it's sentimental. That means so much to someone. Someone's gonna get that ornament, and it's gonna mean the world to them." And I mentally rolled my eyes at it. I was like, "Gosh, you, you got to be more, more just understanding, Ooh. more loving, and you don't have to be technically right about everything." And I'm excited to buy that for my fiance. I think she's gonna love it. Ooh. I'm upset that I mentally rolled my eyes. So, kind of a challenge, kind of a, hey, cool, this is a cool thing to get. Mm. I like to think it actually was just talking about seraphs. I like to think there's a, like a, a thousand winged monster above me watching me. Why, why is he a monster, though? <laughs> oh, that's just the description. Just saying, you read the description, it's terrifying. It is terrifying. It's supposed to be, it's supposed to be intimidating. Because you're in the, in the presence of a seraph. It'd be dope. I just, uh, just imagine one showing up with a thousand wings and that deep voice, be not afraid. Every time, every time I read the Bible, it says that angel says that. I, think, I feel like I read it so much differently than everybody else. Like everyone else is reading like, you know, the cute little angels show up and I'm like, oh God, an entire army showed up, be not afraid. Right. Oh, <laughs> celestial, semi-all-powerful being, deep-booming celestial voice in your God. head. Be not afraid. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's kind of hard, man. Oh my god! Yeah, I, I love I it. Read those I love it. It's far different than other people, but yeah, it makes Anyways. it live. It makes it real. Yeah, it's oh god. But that ornament like... isn't about Sarah. So <laughs> don't don't spend your money on it. Unless <laughs> <laughs> you want to do something sentimental and nice, it's right. okay. <laughs> so uh, my my god moment of the week is uh, probably from yesterday. It's just uh, we both had a god moment of the day, yeah. but. Uh, it's a challenge for you, man. I don't know. You got to like 24 so. hours. We're limited. I guess. So I got to hang out with some good friends. What's A lot of mine turn out to be hanging out with good friends. Just uh, That's where I see God in God's influence in that event. It's just kind of, you know, I God lets you were about happen. to say hockey. Yeah, that's you, been the last couple. Are you a hockey fan? <laughs> like three in a row were just about hockey. Who's your team? Carolina Hurricanes. Wonderful. Yeah. Okay. They're doing great. Well, they're doing good right I have, now. I don't know anything about hockey. It's crazy. I'll show you I something. Don't I don't know anything. I pick a team crazy. just to have a team, but I don't know anything about them. I can't even pick a team. I mean, I'll I I I pick, pick the Hurricanes. Because they won the Stanley Cup. I picked the Tennessee team. They, most they got close. They won it once? One, once, yeah, in 2006. Yeah, no, they got real close. Yeah. 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 Eastern Conference line. Yeah. Anyway. I'm sorry. But what is your... It's, uh, <laughs> we got to go to Dave and Buster's last night after work. Which, yeah, that was it. And then... That's just something I don't get to do very often with mm. those people because I'm not up here. I don't get to hang out with those good friends and when they get to hang out. So I was very thankful for that. That's just, it was a good time. 
Didn't last very long, but it was a good time. That's good. I had to go to bed. Old. Josh, yes, you ain't gonna get older as you get married. Married makes you older. Okay, no, no, married no. makes, make, <laughs> makes you older. Married makes you older, but no, it's, it's gonna be fun. So, um, my God moment. Um, hmm, there's several. So, and I have to deal with my church. Hmm. Okay, I'll say this. I'll say this. It was when I had to admit my faults before my my choir because I made a mistake. And instead of saying you did it or somebody else did it, I stood before them, told them what I did wrong, and asked for their forgiveness. It wasn't it wasn't bad, but you know it was still it was still something. It was very challenging because I'm a strong real person, and the Lord had to tell me I was wrong. And I still had to argue with the Lord, but I was like, you know what? Yes, yes, Lord. Yes, yes. So, so, so my God moment was God spoke to me and told me I was wrong. And then I told my people that I was wrong and I sought their forgiveness and they forgave me. Yeah. So, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So that's all we have. Oh, um, yeah. So outro stuff. Before we, before we do too much outro stuff, I did want to mention we've had some feedback. We'd like to talk about our feedback. People know we are listening and. I feel like talking about it maybe encourages more people to leave comments on iTunes, Stitcher, or to you know just message us or holler at us right. from the mall. We really recently had a, a good friend of ours say that they can't wait to listen to the podcast. It, well, his name was Reverend Hino Ken. <laughs> I <laughs> cannot wait. We're talking about his feedback right now while he's eating. No, no, no. I can't wait. I, uh, I'll sandwich it then, since we mentioned him not waiting. Uh, my, my fiance did say she thinks we should work on the flow. So we're gonna be trying to work on that some. The hard part of that is I'm super ADHD, not normal ADHD, super ADHD. My superpower. If I was an Avenger, that that would be it. Gotcha. Yeah. Like Squirrel Girl, but with none of the with nothing Fine. good, just just the bad parts. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's that's challenging, but we trying to work on that. And then um, our friend Melanie listened to um, what was it? Uh, Latina Iglesia talk. Mm-hmm. I just uh, call it Jerry something. Brito's own. Yeah, Jerry Brito talk. <laughs> but uh, she listened to that. Uh, she's from Ecuador. She was really glad we were able to speak to someone from the Hispanic community and said she'd be listening more and really liked it. So there we go. Thanks, Mo. Yeah, we love you guys. Right. So if you're listening, you made it this far. Congratulations. Here's the end of the show. <laughs> uh, please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter if you're not already. And uh, run our Twitter. Yeah, please volunteer to run our Twitter. <laughs> We're bad at it. Uh, if you're listening, consider supporting us on Patreon. It's a it's a huge help. It allows us to do this more and more. Yeah. And, and uh, just it, a well, dollar it, it a month. We're not asking for ten percent. <laughs> you know, but uh, yeah, I hope a, I hope we're not asking. Every for every little bit helps a lot. And uh, just cancel your Netflix and give it to us. That would yeah. be great. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> give us your feedback on Google Play, iTunes, Apple Podcasts. Not iTunes, that doesn't yeah. exist anymore. Stitcher has a place for Stitcher. Comments, so uh, email us at let us know. church at gmail.com. Not the whole church podcast, just the whole church at gmail.com. And uh, what are some future guests we're going to have, Josh? Reverend Kino. <laughs> I don't think, yeah, yeah, we're going to have. He's, he's coming back. Yeah, we're going to have Reverend Kino episode yeah. two. Yeah. Um, Lance Skipper. Lance Skipper. We mentioned that. Uh, Sister Rose. Brother Jeff White from our denomination. Um, uh, Pastor Matt Moorhead. And well, oh, 
Father Michael from St. Michael's. Father yeah. Michael. And of course, Michael. at the end of this season, uh, we're going to have Francis Chan, who just doesn't know it yet. He'll get it though. Yeah, he'll, he'll find out. Thanks for listening.